Talking Backwards is an independently produced program. If you would like to help support us and join our community of patrons, you can do so through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. There you can find ways to not only help us grow the show, but also get access to exclusive merch, live streams, behind-the-scenes content, and even early access to upcoming episodes. That's patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. We hope to see you in the future. Or is it past? Hey, everybody, I'm back online. Hey, everybody, I'm back online. What? It's uh, my new song. It's a song that I sing <laughs> when I get back on the internet. I'm back online. This is Talking Backwards. I am Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm back, back online. online. <laughs> Tyler Mullins. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you can't not do it now. I'm back online. Hey, everybody. I'm back online. Uh, what a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. Uh, We're talking about Arbitrary Law, a.k.a. Season 2, Episode 9. 17th overall. This is episode 16 of the series. <laughs> Directed by Tim Hunter. Written by Mark Frost, Harley Payton, and Robert Ingalls. Marfro. Three, three uh, key writers in this series. Three men I trust the most with the writing besides David Lynch. I don't know. Who was the <laughs> the director of photography? The cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We should look that up. Well, so speaking of that, I mean, they've done a lot of that. In the past on this show, the yeah. sideways shots, but yeah. this was this definitely was overkill some, on yeah, the some really hard no Dutch over angles. the shoulder shots. We have under the shoulder shots. Yeah, yeah, that one that one was especially strange. Uh, uh, you're talking about when it was a uh, Norma, and yeah. her, and her mother in the diner. Viv, yeah, that one especially yeah. that lower one. <laughs> yeah, that that was maybe the strangest well, one. Well, it, it was weird for me because typically when angles are used that way, it's to show dominance over submission. Right. Right. But here we have Norma, who's not submissive, but is definitely the one who would be dominated in that relationship, typically. Sure. Yeah. And Vivian's language doesn't change to uh, kind of necessitate that angle for her. Yeah. So it's this like backwards juxtaposition where Norma's not really dominant and Viv isn't really submissive. Yeah. But those angles They're are just used. two people. To suggest that. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. I, I thought it was cool because I thought that was where that conversation was going because of those angles. Right. Uh, Frank Byers was the director of photography. That makes sense. <laughs> Why, are you familiar with Frank? You know Frank Byers. Byers. You can just tell by his name. Frank Byers has been around a while with uh, just in the industry. He's actually directing a movie this year called Alphaville. Not to be confused with the 80s band known for Forever Young. But it might be about them. I'm not actually sure. Uh, so the opening shot of this episode makes it look like... We're being introduced to the world's greatest rock band. Yeah, like they're Coming about to, to drop a fire album. Just this walking four wide down the road. Yeah, it's Albert Rosenfield. Yes. Uh, Agent Cooper. Mm -hmm. Sheriff Truman. And, and Hawk. Deputy Hawk Hill. Hawk. Eagle Eye, Hawk Hill. Yeah. I guess this is the morning after... Maddie's murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it feels very much like they're coming from the scene still. Because I don't know it why was weird. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. They drive, were like weird, drive yeah. somewhere. Like, where are we coming from? Yeah, <laughs> where are we walking from? Is there four men on four men on a mission? Where are we walking to? <laughs> yeah, where are they coming from? Where are they going to? It seemed uh, like later on, at the end of the episode, when they're walking down that trail, mm -hmm. like that shot from the beginning of the show yes. was belonged there. Was with this right? Yeah, um, I agree. It's like, and also, where is this trail? Where is this path? And were they supposed it's to meet Garland to Briggs? Or, yeah. yeah. It was just, <laughs> love that. Just standing, standing, standing like a statue. Yeah. yeah. Military stance. They had that same shot. At of attention. The, he, the same, same stance was when he was in the roadhouse when mm -hmm. they did that. They one probably just round. have that shot of him <laughs> out of the green screen and they just can put him put wherever it, they want. Wherever. I love that theory. Just <laughs> stickering him in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. There's an Instagram filter where you just like AVR the. 
the room, and then there he is. Oh, yeah, there's Briggs <laughs> just standing there. At attention. Uh, there are a lot of great opening lines at the beginning in this scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that Albert uh, specifically men- tells Cooper that he's going to be the man with the coordinates uh, to get this job done. Mm-hmm. You know, Cooper, you know, says, you know, God help me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to, to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Hawk gives him some words of inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so just it's just a, a nice uh, flow of some great commentary. And it, it really establishes resolve, too. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know what? Let's just get it done. Yeah. And they set off on their quest. Yeah. Mythic quest. Mythic quest. A lot gets packed into this episode. It almost feels like this should have been a part one of two. Mm-hmm. But they get they get there mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot that happened up until right before everything kind of you know, stuff the road hits the turbo boost and you know makes it all go down. Yeah, um, we head now to the double R, where we were just talking about the kind of odd cinematography. Mm-hmm. Norma's mom, Vivian, still around, hanging out, eating there. <sighs> but where's Ernie? <laughs> Ernie's probably with Hank. Just palling around. Palling around. And Nora's just talking about how she tries so hard and why she can't ever get anything good out of her mother. She keeps making suggestions about what she should put on the menu. It's like, you should use fresh mushrooms and this. She's like, yeah, I'll go pick them right now. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, she knows she's hit a wall, and so she just lets that relationship go at that point. Yeah. And Don and James are just sitting there at the booth, and, uh, I mean, I guess the most... Important thing, or really the only thing that happens here is James gives her a ring. Yeah. What? Okay. Like a promise ring? Well, yeah. It's, he, a, it's a full on engagement It ring? looks like a straight up engagement ring. He's also in high school. And he just and goes, doesn't have a job. I've only seen him at the high school once. Doesn't mean he's not in high school. I'm just saying. They're skipping economics for this exchange. The only class offered at Twin Peaks High School. He gives her the ring, but he also immediately slips it onto her, like, ring finger. The lady in the jewelry store really had really fat fingers. <laughs> she had these really big fingers, so I didn't know what size to get. But pretty presumptuously, he just goes ahead and puts it on her proper fingers. Yes. yes. A thousand times yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, why? A thousand times why? Because yeah. um, I just think we should be together forever. Yeah. And that mentality doesn't stick. No. No. Nope. We figured that out. He's uh, very flaky. Whoops. Um, before they can leave the double R, uh, Donna overhears Andy, who's sitting there. Uh, mm-hmm. What's he saying? J'ai un homme solitaire. Je m'appelle Claude. He's saying it a lot, over and over. <laughs> yeah. She asks him if he knows Miss Tremont. Mm-hmm. Yes. Miss who? MT he who? has no idea. Yeah, MT who? No. MRS who? No idea. <laughs> MRS who? But no, Andy reveals that, or what we already know, but tells her that that's what was written in his suicide, suicide note. note. In Harold's suicide note. She's like, I better go find Agent Cooper. Yep. So she what was it James too? James is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah being he, really weird. He, in this he has chuckled a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing that for? So immediately we go to Miss Tremont's. Uh, it's Andy and Donna and Cooper. Yeah, so she's walking them up, explaining <coughs> the connection. Confused. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. I have nothing to talk about other than like, wh- I what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about. It. Donna's explaining about meeting uh, Miss Tremont, the grandmother, her grandson, uh, here before she was uh, told about Harold. Yeah, because Cooper's like, yeah, you've delivered Meals on Wheels here. Mm-hmm. Um, they knock on the door, and the Miss Tremont we know does not answer. No, but it's still a Miss Tremont. So it might take a while for her to get to the door. She's pretty old if her grandson isn't here. <laughs> right. Waltzes right up. And this fairly spry, like slightly older woman. Yeah. Well, hello? Yeah. She says that her mom, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about, an older woman, because her mom's been My dead mom's for three been years. Dead for three years. Yeah. And she's got no kids. But then, does Cooper say something? Calls her Donna or says like Donna, let's go. Yeah, and she's we like, oh, yeah. Donna, we yeah. should go. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Donna, like Donna Hayward, I've got something for you. <laughs> like, this was in my mail. No stamp. Should have been sent back postage due, but that's yeah. fine. 
goes ahead and hands it to her. The fact that she kept it at all is wild. Yeah. Like, cause if I'm going through my mail and I see a name that's not where I live, I'm just like, whoop, bye. Yeah, that's true. It's a, um, it's a page from Laura's diary inside. Yep, it's got an entry. Uh, the date is February 22nd. I wrote um, that down because it is 222. Yep. And uh, Laura has an identical twin dream. cousin. Yes, a, a duplicate dream, a double, if you will. And um, a lot of important things are said in this diary page. Yes. She said that uh, Bob revealed that his only fear was Mike. Mm-hmm. Or was the he only was one only that could stop him. Yeah, yeah, he was afraid of one man. And so that made Laura speculate if the old man in her dream, which is Cooper. Yeah, she t- talks about her dream <clears throat> where she was in the red room with the man from another place mm-hmm. trying to talk to an old man that she expected was Mike. Yeah, and she says that her words were coming out weird. The other important thing to note here is on February 23rd, she wrote that tonight is the night that I die. It's the only way to keep Bob away from me. Cooper says that he, he tells uh, Donna that they had the same dream. That's impossible. <laughs> I loved that, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah tomorrow, immediately. Huh? Um, How can that be? I feel like this is a very important entry in this journal. From And Harold said that there was nothing of evidence. There are no answers here. Uh, maybe Harold just liked being the only guy who knew this. I think that's 100% what yeah, it was. Yeah, he just, yeah. he wanted to know that secret and didn't want everyone else to know that secret. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for secrets? But I guess he was smart enough to give that to Donna. I don't know. Like, because, I mean, he was mad at Donna, but I don't know why he'd still give it to he her. He saw the bigger picture. Yeah, and then still proceeded to. Maybe he's involved with the spirits. Yeah, so let's talk about the spirits quick. Maybe I, he's an owl. Hey. Maybe not, I mean not anymore. Dead. Well, well, obviously there's some there's some spirit play at work here because yes. the uh, Miss Tremont that we know, the old lady and her grandson who does magic there, yeah, not the there. So I think they are spirits. I think they are another double combination of spirits. But they were in her house. They were, and the real Mrs. Tremont was not there. No. Well, we've also seen Cooper. Being in rooms where everyone else goes away and he right. just sees spirits. Yeah. But do they really go away or do they just freeze? It's it's like they just however you like want to slip through into a different reality. Yeah, however you want to like now it. Mrs. Tremont isn't there, now it's this old lady and her son or her grandson with teleporting. So essentially form. time is frozen. They were trying and they were trying to basically work and move Donna towards Harold, you know. You should probably go over there and check him out. You know, they were yeah. in play here. Where he was probably already dead, and the Herald that she talked to was not him. Yeah. So that was what? When, <laughs> what I was just can't fan do theory, that. Fan theory. Just throwing it out. Well, what I was saying too before is, you know, with him hanging himself or were there spirits at play, like maybe they had something to do with it, especially mm-hmm. with his suicide note saying the same thing that the kid said. Right. Was it the kid? Yes. Yeah, he said it. Yeah. I mean, the kid was he Harold? What? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> Just more layers. <laughs> yeah. If you say that Harold died and a spirit inhabited him, I'm saying they're inhabiting anybody. I'm just saying that they killed him. Oh, why is they just may have been, been involved hanged. with him? him yeah, they might have been involved with his death. It's just a a thought. Yeah. Something else to think about. There's no hard evidence there. So from the diary page. And Cooper realizing that he and Laura had the exact same dream, whether or not Andy believes that's possible or not, he decides that they need to find Mike as he's the only one who scares Bob. So he's going back to Philip Gerard, who is once again at the Great Northern in his bed, but he's in a fever sweat. <laughs> it's like he needs his medicine. He's like, no, I want to talk to this guy. Yeah, he's dehydrated. He's completely dehydrated. Yeah, he's trying to get some more information out of Mike. Because he's trying to remember what Laura whispered to him in the dream. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I need to unlock my dream. Yeah, basically. He's like, I remember everything else. I can't remember this. Help me unlock this memory. It's like, when Bob and I killed together, there was a perfect circle of appetite and satisfaction. A golden circle. Which reminds Cooper of his ring. Which mm-hmm. Is it a gold ring? It is super silver. Super silver, right? Yeah. So, he's talking about White gold. 
Maybe. Maybe. He's talking about a golden circle. It makes Cooper think of his ring. The giant had taken his ring. What it comes down to is he needs to ask the giant where Bob is. Then uh, he leaves the room and runs into the waiter in the hall. Or yeah, sees he's like down the hall. the hall, yeah. And he repeats the... I know about you. Yeah. And says again the line about the milk's going to go cold on you, but yeah. getting warmer now. So Coop is getting warmer. He's almost got it. He's getting closer to solving the case. He gives him an uncharacteristically fast thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> they had to rush the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have we have to rush the rest of the episode. Yeah, we're rushing. There's still we so are rushing. much. They're packing up everything in Ben Horn's office to bag and tag for evidence, and they have a call from the uh, from the night that Leland had told them about. That was from the office to Laura, mm-hmm. which I guess would have been the Palmer household. Yeah. Don't know why I didn't write her a note. Because. Yeah, I guess he called the Palmer household directly. But but how does that conversation go? What if Leland answers the phone there? Leland made the call. Oh, Leland made the call. Yeah, Le- they yeah. said Leland, they made, said the Leland call, yeah. made the call from his office. From his office that oh. night. Because remember, Ben was preoccupied with Mrs. Tojamara. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that. No, but looking back on everything we know at the end of the episode... This is what we've deduced. So this might be getting off topic. I'm just thinking about it a little bit with Leland killing Jacques, you know, and letting mm-hmm. and not like trying to cover that up so much. Like I almost feel like maybe he let himself get caught as almost like a distraction for everything else. Maybe. And he may have felt like it was a justified killing too. Like he could get away with that. Uh-huh. It's like if they catch Leland as uh-huh. the murderer of Jacques Renault, then he can probably get off. Mm-hmm. And not really get charged with it because of the temporary insanity thing. Yeah. So again, a lot of just not worrying about getting caught. Yeah. On Bob's part. They said it didn't take Ben Hornin until after midnight. It's a continuity. It's a predicts in there. After midnight. That's I've read that on so many different you know, whether it's IMDB or even the fandom, there's it's they say it was an error. It's it's a big oversight though. Yeah, they were not at the roadhouse that late that night. Mm-mm. There's no way. They were there at nine thirty when when everyone goes to the right, roadhouse. Right, yeah. Um no, that that is such that is such a weird oversight, especially for this to be so soon to that episode. You know, mm-hmm. for this to only aired, you know, this is two episodes later. I think that's such a weird error. That's a, that's a continuity error. Yeah, it's, it's I guess it's just a retcon to to try and shift the blame off of Ben Horn. We we need to get Cooper closer to Leland, and so they'll just say what they need to say to make that happen. Yeah, uh, they have the result of Ben Horn's blood test, and it is not a match. That's the last thing. They don't say it outright. They just kind of take it out and look yeah. at it, but it doesn't doesn't go. Doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zipper <laughs> is the character that is adjusting the sprinkler system at the sheriff's station. Yeah, his okay. name is Mr. Zipper. Okay. So his name, his name in the credits. Yeah, we were very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Mr. Zipper? <laughs> the guy also had a credit in that thing you do. I don't know. What? I didn't go to his page to like look at it. But yeah. Was he the man in the very nice trailer? No, they do kind of look like the it, same, but it it's not. Kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? But, uh, yeah, he's overhearing uh, Andy and Lucy talk uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty candidly about the whole baby situation. Lucy thought that Andy was sterile, so she was sure that Dick Tremaine was the father of her baby. Mm-hmm. But now that Andy's back in action, she's not sure. So and that's they just kind of have that whole conversation within earshot of the sprinkle system guy. Andy kind of takes matters into his own hands and calls to speak with Richard Tremaine and demands that they get together and have a conversation. That is, if he isn't busy. Dick Tremaine? Oh. I hate it. <laughs> no. Buckle up. No, it's great. <laughs> Back in Ben's jail cell, Mr. Tojimura visits with some papers to sign for the Ghostwood Estates. Ben's really between a rock and a hard place disguised as a different hard place. And he's like, I can't sign. I want to. I want to. But things are complicated. And I, I want to give you your money back. And I want to sign the papers. So Catherine's reveal for him is to just take her foot out and stick it through the bars. Yeah. So as he looks he up with his glasses feet. on, he loves those feet, man. <laughs> as he looks up, he sees the foot and immediately knows it's Catherine. Mm-hmm. Just like that. He spent so yeah. much time with that. He knows. <laughs> 
He knows that foot inside and out. Mm. He knows that foot like the back of his hand. <laughs> do you want me to beg? I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, just get me out of here. Testify for me. Yeah. He's like, well, sign these papers. Sign it over. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sealed. Delivered. Does not say I'm yours. This gets one forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Gives the papers back over, completely signed. He's like, so you'll tell the sheriff that you were with me the night of Lars' murder. So, nah. Maybe. It's like, we spent our entire adult lives lying to each other. Why ruin it with the truth now? That's true. Boom. Ben Horn. Hits him with the jam hammer. Jam he's, hammer. He's more jammed than he's ever been at this point. It's all jammed up. Hit me with your jam hammer. I wanna be jam hammer. Oh, that's a good one. And that's that shot. That's that scene. Uh huh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I like. Donna goes to see Leland. Mm, yeah, she does. This is a. <laughs> this is a very stressful scene. It really <laughs> I was, is. I was watching Tyler watching this. Yeah, so tense. Like, were you were you pretty sure she was about to be murdered? Oh yeah. <laughs> no questions. So uncomfortable. Has lemonade been brought up before? I don't know. I feel like when he when he said, "I'll get us some lemonade," I feel like that has come up. Not maybe with him, but like just in the show in general. As though they had an established relationship with lemonade. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think so. Okay. Would you like some lemonade? Maybe yeah. you'd like to wash your hands. Yeah. Harold Smith. Oh, okay. To Donna. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe everybody just knows Donna loves lemonade. She does look like a lemonade lover. Good, good, good for catch me. there, Tyler. I don't good know what it me. means, but... <laughs> but it sounds like a double to me. I'll allow it. Yes. Donna! So Donna gives Leland the tape that they made with uh, James and Maddie. Says, uh, would you mail this to Maddie? Like, I, I think she'd like to have it. So yeah, yeah. That shouldn't be a problem at all. Gets a phone call. Goes to answer it. And is told what he already knows. Maddie didn't make it home. And I think Donna immediately is... It's Beth, her mother. Pretty suspicious, yeah. Or, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maddie's mother's name was yeah. Beth. And Donna, I think, immediately kind of puts it together like there's something wrong right here. Yep. So she tells Leland about the secret diary. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the one the police found. They took it out of her room. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the the secret diary, the other one. And this is when he starts to look a little scared or... Yeah, concerned. Or caught off guard, maybe, is more... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think scared that yeah that it would have some information that he would not want out there. Comes back with lemonade and is like, like, hey, let's not worry about Maddie. You know what we should do? We should dance. Let's dance. Let's get happy. So puts on a record, starts to starts to groove. Bob though isn't really grooving. He's yeah, of, <laughs> he's <laughs> sad. Like Leland puts Leland weird. puts on the record to feel good. But then it cuts to shots of Bob at where he's standing. Well, and the doesn't lightning strike, but then it cuts to Donna and like nothing has happened. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which was weird that his whole Bob's whole life is just, <laughs> just one long lightning place. storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My entire life is thunder. <laughs> That's a great way to describe that. Yeah, like starts to scream. Yeah, starts Bob. to scream yeah. and just like stress out. But but Leland's Pretty cool and collected. Or Leland Bob. Yeah. And starts kind of dancing Donna around the room. The Bob. And then that gets uncomfortable. <laughs> yep, very uncomfortable. And then he like snatches her, like yeah. yanks her up against him. And immediately the doorbell rings. Boy, thank goodness Sheriff Truman <laughs> showed I thought, up. I thought she was going to go out the window, like as soon as he left the room. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one armor style right out of it. So, yeah, so Sheriff Truman says, you know, there's been another murder and that they need Leland. It's, it is weird to me. I don't know. This is. Sheriff Truman just didn't see Donna in there. Yeah. Again, well, just. Yeah, he didn't. No. But my favorite part about this is <laughs> Harry's like, I need you to come to the stage with me. And Leland's like, oh, of course. Let me grab my coat. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grab, like, turns around, grabs his coat. It doesn't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's like. You didn't have to say, let me grab my coat. Just grab it and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He turned around for one second. Yeah. Sure, let me grab my coat. Reaches behind him blindly. Okay. <laughs> There's been a murder. There has been enough murder. Donna knows it's Maddie. Mm-hmm. So she just takes off walking. Yeah. So then uh, meets up with James. Who? How did? How did? How did they? How did they know to meet? It's. I don't know. Happenstance. Just it's, luck. Yeah. The, the, Fate. There's no way to send a note. She definitely didn't call him. Yeah, I guess they just happened across each other. She tells him that Maddie's been murdered, and he gets a little upset. But she's like, "It's not our fault. Like, we could have helped her. How? We could have helped her. How? I don't know. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> we could have helped her. We could have helped her. I don't know. I don't know. He's <laughs> like, it's just no good. Like, are you talking about us? It's like, I think he's talking about the murders around town. Yeah, well, yeah, Donna. Why are you making this about how you and James? Things are just bad. Everything's about. Donna and James. Just James? They're the Twin Peaks. What? Yeah. Chew on that. So he jumps on his hog and he takes off. I really wanted him to like back it up, like walk it back and take the ring off her. (laughs) Then take off again. Give me that ring back. But yeah, Donna's screaming, don't leave me and starts bawling. Yeah. It's like just kind of a, kind of an uncool move on James' part. He sucks. Donna's got to keep walking now. (laughs) Yeah. She's got a ways to go. So let's go to the roadhouse. Uh, this scene is equally as cool as it is confusing for me. Oh, yeah. So they get, uh, let's see, we have an all-star cast here. We've got All-star cast. we got Cooper. We've got Bobby. We've got Leo. We've got Hawk wheeling Leo in. Give yourself a raise, Hawk. Great line, Bobby. <laughs> Albert's here, and we were missing somebody. You said Ben Horn, right? No, I didn't. Ben Horn's. I guess he was already there. Yeah, yeah he was just, that's the first waiting. thing we see is Ben Horn sitting there just eating, eating nuts with a, a more like strange shots, mm-hmm. like framed shots. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of clears the tables out so they have a nice wide space in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the triumphant return of Garland Briggs. Finally, I thought there was going to be so a, bit, a brawl. <laughs> or something. Yeah. We need a nice wide berth now. Yeah. Anybody who would like to fight me <laughs> can try their luck. I was so excited to see Major Briggs. Um, yeah. And him bringing in senior drill clip was a nice, nice yeah, touch. Briggs walking in the waiter was a very cool moment. But it wasn't planned. Mm-mm. So, yeah, another thing of where it was just could have been fate for them to have met up this evening to come yeah. to the roadhouse. Yeah. And Love Cooper's just like, yeah, Major Briggs right on time. Which is weird. And it's weird because... The waiter asked him for a ride, but do you say to take him there? Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it was implied. I think Cooper was just like, this was the song, you know, him saying right on time was just like, okay, this makes sense that you're here. I didn't invite you, but. Right. <laughs> yes, you're you're right on cue. Because <clears throat> he was clearly waiting for a moment to happen in that moment. Yeah. Uh, the waiter uh, walks up to Cooper and gives him a piece of gum. Leland recognizes it as a gum he used to chew as a boy. It was his very favorite. Most favorite gum in the world. That gum you like is going to come back in style. And where have we heard that? The giant? No, the, the dwarf. Yeah, the dwarf. The man from <laughs> the another dwarf. place. Yes. From Cooper's dream. Yeah. So awesome. that was so the, I, like, that's I'd, kind of the last thing, too, from that sequence of stuff that was said that we didn't really like. It didn't come back up again, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the whole gum. Like, I understand that it's coming full circle and that it's being said again mm-hmm. and it's right, starting like, something. But, like, that's uh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what the role of the gum is other than to be something to circle back to. Right. So, the... And, of dwarf- course, it's of course it's Bob's favorite gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so, it was, it was the dwarf's quote... But just that the waiter said it in that moment mm-hmm. it was almost like, okay, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Right. Like, this is correct. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of like a milestone. Yeah. So, so is it is it right then? I mean, yeah, I think that. everything freezes? Yeah, and I think that also might be, though, like him getting the gum and Leland's, line. Leland's reaction to the gum being his favorite gum is what triggers even, like, Cooper, like, saying, oh, Leland did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it all leads to that. So I think that's just... The line ended up just being a trigger sure, to get Cooper's memory to think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then 
at that moment is when like lightning strikes and it like lights up everybody's face. We get a, a free shot of everybody individually that's in the room. Illuminated by the light, the frozen yeah, lightning. Right. Mm-hmm. Briggs is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it cuts to Briggs. Everybody else's is in a that, in that yeah. sticker shot. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else's is a, a face. Yeah. A face. The other really uh, good one is Big Ed because he's like kind of blinded and he's like why is squinting. He he's like, why is I'm, why am I yeah, here? He, I'm happy he's there. I'm always yeah. glad to see him. But sure. no, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like why yeah, why are you here though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a book. I think it's just potentially throw the audience. He's a bookhouse boy. I guess. Right after everyone's still shots, it goes to Cooper remembering his dream mm-hmm. and actually hearing what Laura says in the red room. Yeah, so she whispers into his ear, my father killed me. That's what we were wondering what she whispered. Yeah. And that was, you know, he remembered it for a second yeah. you know, after the dream because he says he knows who killed it. And that's how that episode ended. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately but then he forgot remember. by morning. Yeah. Could remember every other detail of that of that dream. Damn. That's how it goes. Damn. Damn. Um, Damn. So after this, yes, once he's put, he's solved the crime. He uh, broke the code, mm-hmm. solved the crime. <laughs> the giant, Perfect. The giant showed up. <laughs> there you go. Um, to and, give this, him, and give him his ring back. Yep. So he's got his ring back. Mm-hmm. He's got the case solved. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be stuck on the spirit lore that's fine. for a while. And that's, um, that, to me, the spirit lore of Twin Peaks is for me, kind of the most fun to think about because we're not given anything much. Yeah, we're not given <laughs> yeah. much. So it makes the mind wander and just speculate what what it can mean. So I love talking about that. Makes the mind wander like a lost soul. A lonely soul? Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I feel like, and I mean, this is just a feeling. I feel like if the spirit of the giant was present, then I feel like the spirit of Bob would not have been frozen even if he was trapped within Leland mm-hmm. like I, f- I don't know I just feel like Bob would have known or seen what was happening because they are of the same realm or whatever well, and, and it could have well just have been that that was how Cooper perceived that moment like maybe th- this is all just maybe it all happens in an instant because miss sometimes things can happen just like that Maybe this all happened in a split second, but for Cooper, I love that. <laughs> for Cooper, he goes into his mind, figures it out, sees the giant, gets his ring, and then Cooper unfreezes. Right. Like, I feel like not everybody else, else is witnessing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. And that's that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like when in movies or TV shows, when somebody's like super fast and it shows them in slow motion. Right. And it's like that, like it happens in an instance, but it takes so long. Yeah, it takes a while to get there, yeah. That's just something I thought about. No, it's great. I love it, yeah. So, yeah, after getting his ring back and everything solved, he kind of looks around the room and is like, well, gentlemen, let's take Ben Horn down to the station. You're under arrest for the murder of Laura Palmer. Leland, you might want to come with him as his attorney, which I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's great thinking. It's a great trap. Yeah. Because he knows he can't just and cocky Bob who there. thinks he's in the clear. It's like, yeah, of course, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Da, yeah. Da. <laughs> is is Ben Horn in on this? Does he know what's no, about to happen? No, 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 definitely not. He is. He That's does. why his his everything he's like experiencing in the cell is so believable because he he literally has no idea what's happening. Yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> weird. They bring him in. Uh, they're they're going down to interrogation, and they're opening the door. They're about to kind of let Ben in. Leland walks over to tell him everything's going to be okay, and then they bait and switch. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a great bait and switch. I uh, leading up to that moment, like when they were walking, which I guess I don't I don't think the scene was that long, but it wasn't. I didn't. I was like, how, like how are they going to do this? Are they, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. are they going to all go in there and like start interrogating him and then right. like? I, I just, but that, I wasn't Is expecting that. Is going to drop from the ceiling? Yeah, yeah right. I wasn't expecting this, like, the most juvenile possible scenario to play out. Mm-hmm. Like, grab him! Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> that was your plan. Yeah. Get her. Yeah. Leland, but, you stand over there on that X, and we'll be over here. You just wait there on the waiting <laughs> X. Yeah. Just drop a box on it. <laughs> Whoosh. Nope, it just falls right down. 
he only had just said it to Truman too when he whispered in in his ear, you know, that it's Leland and not Bob. I assume that's what he whispered. Yeah. So no one else down there knew in that moment either, not Albert mm-hmm. or Hawk. So. Yeah, but I mean, somebody was in on it because they helped shove him into the room and right. lock the door behind him. Yeah, as, as soon as he gets trapped in the room, it's just immediately gloves <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> chaos. Takes off his like his jacket, and yeah. his tie, just runs into the walls. Stuff. Yeah, starts <laughs> slamming himself up against the walls. It's oh, man. man. How yeah. how did he go from just like thinking he got away with it to feeling completely caught? Like why didn't he at all try to play like like fellas? What's going on? Because he, <laughs> he just kind you, of you know un- when you've been beat. He just came unhinged. Yeah. I think it was just so unexpected that he didn't he didn't have time to think mm-hmm. that like. Just react. Yeah. yeah. You just, it like, just it set Bob was, right, Bob like had it, taken over and just like, it set like that moment set him off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he definitely shows his true face in there. And I, I liked Ben looking into the room, just like, Leland. He's like, that's not Leland. <laughs> yeah. Take him upstairs. Yeah. Hawk says it. The mm-hmm. captions through Milk's that said Truman, but it's clearly Hawk. Hawk goes, that's not Leland. Yeah, the captions have been wrong a couple times. By the way, Hawk, he's kind of, you don't really pay attention much to Hawk. Uh, Maybe you don't. I know I do. I feel like, I I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not, he's definitely not the focus, but he's so good in all of these scenes, you know, kind of starts there with that line, but he's, when he's got the gun pointed at him, Mm -hmm. and also he's, when they leave the room the first time before any of the like sprinkler stuff happens, he's, he's the last one I think to leave and he's just staring at Leland, just Mm -hmm. staring at him. Um, but I think that's just a nice detail. You know, I assume he was directed to be that way in all of this. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's great. Yeah. It's it's a really, really <coughs> cool job that Ray Wise does with being full-blown Bob and having to shift gears so drastically mm-hmm. by the end of the scene. But they yeah. have him, they have him uh, tied down. They ask him if he killed Laura. It's like, yeah. Yeah, of course I did. Maddie, what do you think? <laughs> did you kill Maddie? I guess I kind of sort of did. Man, that, that, how, how childish and. Oh, gee, I, I guess I kind of sort of did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Um, I love that. And him just like howling, you know, doing the Bob like stuff. That that's a yes. Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah. I, it, man, seriously, yeah. I mean, you just kind of mentioned it, how Ray Wise goes from this to how it how it ends up being at the end of this episode. I mean, why didn't they throw all the Emmys at Ray Wise <laughs> right. for this? I mean, I think he's brilliant. And especially yeah. this episode, man, it's such a great performance. It's an excellent job. I don't know, it, was, it was very chilling to just watch him be Bob. Yes. Full on. Yeah. Just eerie. Yeah, I mean, it was very similar to that way with Philip Gerard, even. And I know we touched on that, but just him going from how he is as Philip Gerard mm-hmm. to Mike to is Mike, yeah. very just, whoa, okay. Well, he has this, like, Jack Nicholson Joker yeah, shining kind of mm-hmm. yeah up push on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this. Did you kill Laura Palmer? That's a yes. That, that even that. Close. Yeah. What do you think? I'm asking you. No, what do you think? That's the question. Oh, gosh, gee, gee, whiz. I guess I kind of, sort of did. I have this thing for knives. Just like what happened to you Pittsburgh that time. Okay. So that one. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. The Pittsburgh thing, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't understand. Was that the first time that Gordon Cole had come to see him in the field? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's yeah. where Pittsburgh was specifically. I, I remember, yeah, I remember him bringing it up. But So it begs the question, how does Bob know? Right. This? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so how long ago was that? Is I don't know. The, I don't think that's stated at this point. I don't know that even if we're ever given a date. I mean, I, mm-hmm. just other than it's in the past, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, but sure. it's bef- it's prior to the Teresa Banks. Yeah. yeah. I think it was probably like upon arrival, Cooper's like memories just kind of became free game for the spirits in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of can latch onto that kind of thing and just mm-hmm. read. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Is what I take from I it. Gotcha. And, and as many times as Cooper has 
kind of touched the other side, like through the dreams and all that. It's probably cross motionated. Mm-hmm. I can <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can expand on that a little bit in a, some later episodes, as far as my theory for yeah that connection. That's fine, but that's generally where I think it is. Okay, cool. We still have something to learn before I can yeah go any further on that. Uh, another interesting thing that he says in this scene is the uh, "gonna shuffle off to Buffalo." Mm-hmm. That is a song from a musical, Forty Second Street. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, some more musical. And I, I, this was one of those things because so there were a couple episodes ago. It was Demons, mm-hmm. you mentioned the musicals connections that you were making to the stuff in Twin Peaks, right. and as I was listening back to it, I had this thought, and I don't know why I didn't. Say, I knew this information. When we were recording, I just didn't say anything. But mm-hmm. so I'm glad this this moment came up now because I wanted to bring it up. Because I don't know if you're aware of it. If you are, great. But if not, I hope this is some fun information. I know we haven't talked about it on the show. But Russ Tamblin, who plays Jacoby, mm-hmm. and Richard Bamer, who plays Ben Horn, mm-hmm. were both in West Side Story. Ah, wow. Yeah, fun fact. OG cast. OG cast. Wow. Really? Well, look at that. That's crazy. That is wacky. So there is a musical connection <laughs> with Twin Peaks. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that my yes, <laughs> that my observations were grounded. Yeah, yeah. Is it when they walk out after this that Truman says that's good enough for me? Like the confession or yeah. that when they're yeah. inside? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, good enough for me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And then we leave that debacle <laughs> to a shot of Dick Tremaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Sitting, sitting next to Andy and across from Lucy. He's kind of the last person you expect to see, too, right after something. You know, yeah, stuff it, it was kind it was of like, a weird it is. break. Yeah. Like a light break. It's a really the, oddly placed scene. Yeah. You do need a break there. there between, but I don't know that it's this. Right. And the reason it's this is for the sprinkler to get set off. I get that. But it's a weird way to do it. The, Lucy says she's keeping her baby. Uh, that they will do a blood test to determine who is the father after the baby is born mm-hmm. and that she expects full cooperation from both men until that time. Yeah. Which Dick Tremaine has his cigarette in his very long cigarette holder. Got a light. And he starts kind of reaching around before he reminds himself, no. <laughs> and then Dick does have one. <laughs> yeah, Dick he, has one. He didn't even start, like he had it in his hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you punts. <laughs> yeah. like, brings the light out and just dick being a dick. Old dicky dick. Oh. He lights a cigarette and holds it up. And because it's so long, <laughs> it goes high enough that it sets off the smoke detector. Yep. Which Mr. Zipper apparently overcalibrated. Yeah. But yeah, sets off the sprinkler system in the entire building. Or is about to. It's not really how it works, but that's fine. <laughs> We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Usually there's just a beep to begin with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, sprinklers go off. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes off on them while they're in the hallway talking about yeah. how Truman believes Leland's just insane, right? Like there's no real Bob. Now this Bob can't really exist. I mean, Leland is just crazy, right? Through the dark of future's past. Magicians longs to see one chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. The the way Hawk is just staring at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. So that was that was the other moment that I was thinking of too. How good Hawk is in these yeah. scenes. Yeah. Do you think Hawk is seeing Bob at this point? I don't know. Is he gifted? I think he might be. Yeah, he might be gifted. There's been no. He's a gifted poet. That's for that sure. Is very true. That is, and Bob is 
reading some poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's reading some poetry. He's just taking him. Maybe he's just looking at him as a respect. Yeah. As respect for another poet. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. He's spitting fire. If he yeah. dies, I'm totally stealing that. Yeah. <laughs> so is this where he, Bob's like, yeah, Leland, you've been a good vessel, but yeah. know, there's too many holes now. So I'm so, leaving Yeah. So he can leave. So he can leave. Yeah. He, he can, can leave. leave. So why hasn't Mike left? Mike, if he had been suppressing him for so long. Maybe it's because he was getting suppressed. Like he couldn't he leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if if he came out, which we know he had. But Leland says after that, he specifically says after like Bob has not taken over him that, you know, he didn't know everything. He didn't know a lot of the stuff that was happening to him. And it my, he says it. He says something like that specifically. Yeah. And and my theory about Mike not leaving Mike also ties into something we still need to learn, but it's that Mike isn't whole. Like he cut an arm off. So I feel like without being whole, he can't like jump bodies. Like he's missing a part of himself. Okay. Like mm-hmm. maybe that kind of cripples him too. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Leland did say that they have to have an, an open vessel. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be accepted, which is why you Laura died in, yeah. because she wouldn't let them in. Yeah. So I guess maybe they have. He was, he was able to take Leland because there was a hole where his conscience should be. Right. Yeah. So, so he was a dirty lawyer. Yeah. And so he was open to being yeah. taken over. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're, maybe they have, I guess they have tried to leave their hosts. But it, it takes a special kind of person to get yeah. taken over. So then when he sees and consent, which I find bizarre. Yeah. For the kind of Yeah, Leland says he let him in. Right. He was, he was invited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't feel like these spirits care about consent. No. Maybe they have a rule book <laughs> to follow. <laughs> Vampire rules. Yeah. Can't come in unless you're invited. Yeah. So Leland, I mean, this is a great scene of Leland pretty powerful stuff um yeah it's also sad i mean it's sad obviously just you know because wow this sucks this happened to you but like bob intentionally beats leland within an inch of his life before he leaves him yeah like just runs him into the walls bashes his head on the bars on the door where there's still blood and hair stuck to it the hair is what was nasty the blood you know yeah I'm desensitized to that yeah. in media, right? But the hair was that was a graphic detail, and yeah. nasty, yeah. And they can't get into the room fast enough to protect him from himself, so Bob leaves his body, and Leland remembers everything he did, yeah. And it's, I didn't cry. Uh, it was it was it's a very very powerful moment, yeah. And it's heartbreaking, yeah. Watching him remember hurting his daughter yeah it's also interesting just how much he knows at this point too about the spirits and whatnot Mm -hmm. Uh, because he says a lot about he talks a lot about it like they and and, you know but does he say (coughs) here that bob has been like he's been with him since he was a kid since he was a boy yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean like was he that corrupt to i don't think he was taken over as a boy but he was being watched what was the robertson who was robert's son mm-hmm. who, son of son of robert who was i think the man that he lived next door to was the previous vessel okay gotcha. and then kind of just watched leland grow and was like that's gonna and be leland is damned yeah which is why he saw bob and recognized the drawing yeah okay that's okay. what I, that, that's my theory I mean, I mean that makes sense and, I mean, we don't know anything about Leland's childhood or how he was raised. No, but, but I definitely want that. Like, his morality prequel. must have been skewed early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if he has an emptiness in himself where he should have a conscience, then he's been taught the wrong things. Yeah. And he's just a perfect vessel for something like Bob. Which yeah. Coop said, I mean, this is unrelated, kind of. Um, with his hair turning gray, he said oh, Bob's God. hair was gray. And after he killed... Um, Jacques, his hair turned gray. Why, why didn't it like turn gray before? I think that was before kind of then. just like Leland killed Jacques Renault. Are we firm on that? I'm firm on that. But Jacoby smelled the scorched engine oil. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that was like Bob coming into to full power at that point because Leland decided to kill Jacques Renault, mm-hmm. believing that he was his daughter's killer. Yeah. yeah. Leland believed that, I think. So when he took a life himself, he became just more Bob. And that turned his hair gray. Okay. Couldn't have said it better. Kind of, he almost kind of knowingly, but still subconsciously embraced it, mm-hmm. which is why it took a physical appearance or yeah. toll on him. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. But uh, now uh, he's, he's passed. Yeah. Coops he's him off. Present. Uh, into the light where he sees Laura. He reunites with her. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're going to give us that weird babysitter flashback video thing like show me this reconciliation of yeah like right of yeah. Leland let, and let me see him yeah. reunite with his daughter yeah. in the afterlife yeah yeah that would have that would have been nice it would have been yeah. but i mean i don't think it would have been as heavy though if no if we got to see what he saw just unless like, she like rejected him because she or he murdered her i think i think she knows that it wasn't him right and so it, it, it would have been nice to see them interact as father and daughter without the intrusion of evil spirits. Yeah. But it, I don't think the scene would have worked as well because it's, it's ugly. Yeah. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's beaten. He's, he's crying, ugly crying. He's on the floor. He's in, a, in an infantile state laying in Cooper's lap. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a broken person. Yeah. And I think it needed to be that. Yeah. For for when he died. And again, throw all the Emmys at Ray Wise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For this scene. For honestly his work in this whole series. But so is he gonna be gone now? Ray Wise? Josie. Yeah, let's Laura Maddie. Let's have a moment for Leland. Bye Leland into the light. Go into the line, Mr. Heckles. So, yeah, after that, uh, we're kind of out back just walking outdoors again. Yep. Roll up on uh, Major Garland Briggs standing at the ready and in the ready. trail. Yeah. Like he's been waiting. So we've got, we yeah. Get, get a little philosophy thrown around. Yeah. Is it Albert that speculates that Bob is just the evil you that men, men do? do. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like Which they're, is they're interesting. Trying, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to come to terms with is Bob, or, is Bob real or not because mm-hmm. Truman still just can't yeah, process can't it. Handle it. Even though he's seen it's like, Dude, he was saying the same poem that Mike was saying. It's like, yeah. look what you just how, witnessed. Yeah, how are yeah. you? How, how can you not believe you a, a book, little bit? How are you a bookhouse boy and are skeptical? And how do you not believe a little bit that you know this is what's happening? The bookhouse boys were formed under the idea that there's something in the woods that's affecting yeah. the town. Right. This is that. And you're skeptical. <laughs> yeah, like this is that. This is what you guys hunt. This is it. But yeah, and then Cooper says, you know, is you know a, a father raping their own daughter anymore, comforting them. Mm. Yeah, like, is that better for you? No. <laughs> no, it's not. The final thing we're left with is speculation that Bob is what still... If, if Bob is real, and we had him, and we lost him, where is he now? Yeah, where is he now? So we get this weird... I, I, I assume this last shot is literally his spirits just like yeah. flying yeah. around the woods, mm-hmm. like, who am I going to get next? I was hoping it was just going to go into Leo. He can only... No shoes. Yeah, he can only... <laughs> It'd just be uh, wheeling around. Inhabit people whose names start with L-E. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so that was... That was Arbitrary, arbitrary law. law. That was good. Great episode. Uh, and actually, I loved it. So I, I, I mentioned, too, when I was talking about the moment uh, a couple episodes ago when the when it is revealed that it's Leland, that you know David Lynch gave that talk to Ray Wise. It was you. It was always you. You know, that mm-hmm. thing. And basically what eventually sold him on it was in this conversation was David Lynch. He's like, we're, you know, we're going to send you off. You're going to be, you unfortunately will be leaving, but we're going to have this beautiful send off for you. You're going to be reunited with Laura and the way that he explained it, mm-hmm. you know, sold him on the ice. Yeah. He was bought in. He's like, okay, that, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. And man, did he knock it out of the park? What a scene. What yeah. a job. This what was an episode. a great episode. Yeah. Light years better than the last one, that in-between one. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to walk before you can <clears> run. <throat> yeah, for sure. Um, but this one this one was great. Definitely, again, it uh, 
almost feels just like a little epilogue to, you know, the the killer reveal episode. This one and the last one, and this could have been this could have been your season two f- finale. Yeah, because truthfully, the rest of the season feels like it's a another s- season. Another season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's still as many episodes as we've seen <laughs> yeah. in the rest of the season. Yeah, more. Yeah, more. Yeah, more. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like a, a few more. Eleven or yeah. thirteen. Yeah, a few 13. more. Yeah. Well, so we have ways a ways to go. Um, there are some loose ends that need tying up. Yeah. And we'll we'll chase those yeah. in the coming episodes. Yeah, and we're actually going to, next week, we're going to sort of deep dive into the first half of this season mm-hmm. as a sort of season two, part one recap, the first half. And, you know, we'll do another recap at the very end and just kind of discuss what we've seen so far, anything we might have missed, favorite moments, um, top-rated episodes. But before we can do any of that, I think it's time we reveal our damn fine lines of the night. So, my line comes from the very beginning of this episode with Albert. It's when he's talking to Cooper. I don't know where this is headed, but the only one of us with the coordinates for this destination and his hardware is you. Go on whatever vision quest you require. Stand on the rim of the volcano. Stand alone and do your dance. Just find this beast before he takes another bite. That's great. Good stuff from Albert. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do mine because mine is immediately after Exactly, that. yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was. It's, That's why I wanted to go first. It is Hawk's line, um, and it is the follow-up to what Albert just said. You're on the path. You don't need to know where it leads. Just follow. That's awesome. Wise words. Wise words. That's awesome. Our dear friend Hawk. So Cooper does follow that path mm-hmm. and gives us a line in the roadhouse. When he was trying to suss out who the killer is that may be in the room. As a member of the Bureau, I spend most of my time seeking simple answers to difficult questions. In the pursuit of Laura's killer, I have employed Bureau guidelines, deductive technique, Tibetan method, instinct, and luck. But now I find myself in need of something new. Which, for lack of a better word, we shall call magic. Yeah. It's our damn fine line of the night. Damn fine. Well, it's a fine episode. And uh, as anybody can grade fineness, we have a sliding scale of our own. It's a scale of one to five James Hurley foreheads. Oh, you don't say. And it's how we rate this episode. Is this talking foreheads? This is talking foreheads. Talking foreheads. James. Let's start with Dave tonight. Brilliant episode. Super powerful performances. Big reveals. Magic. All of the above. It's five foreheads. Just five. Tyler. It's pretty strong. I was never leaning towards five foreheads. I, I'm going to give it four with an additional half again for Leland's performance. Perfect. Just four and a half. I really do love this episode. I would probably give it a four, and then a f- the half would be for Leland, but I'd have to add another half because it's just so good to see Major Garland Briggs again. So it's five. <laughs> <laughs> just five. Throw all the Emmys at Ray Wise. Just if we can go back in him. time, just throw them at him. Just lob them Golden overhead. Globes, Emmys. Give him a Grammy for his singing. Just give him a Tony. <laughs> give him a Tony. Give him a Tony. He's put on so many be, musical numbers. He needs an EGOT. Is what yeah. he needs. Yeah. EGOT this man. <laughs> Thank you, Ray Wise. Thank you for this yep. beautiful final moment. Yep. Hate to see you go. But he will be missed. Join us next week for our season two, part one recap, where we... Discuss all things about the first half for this first nine episodes of Twin Peaks Season 2. Any questions or additional points you'd like us to cover on the recap, you can send to talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at TalkingBackward. Tyler. Anchor. FM slash TalkingBackwards. are still looking for that board game. So if you find any leads or hot tips, please send them our way. We are dying to get this game to the table and play it. For you guys and girls. If you find this game, send us a picture. Send it to us on Talking Backwards Pod at Instagram. We've Get got it to us. We've got our eBay alerts on. We need your help. Under $100.
Hey, everybody. It's a song I sing when I get back on the internet. That's <laughs> yep. a song I sing when I get back on the internet. Oh. Hey, everybody. I'm back online. <laughs> Clicking around and wasting time. I'm so sorry. That's so dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb.